Hi, welcome back to the Slasher Siblings podcast. My name's Cicely, your co-host, and this is your host, Hayden. And today we're talking about The Exorcist. Came out in 1973. It's definitely rated R. It's two hours and 12 minutes long, and it's rated an 8.1 on IMDb. And in case anyone didn't know what this movie's about, it's when a teenage girl is possessed by a mysterious entity. Her mother enlists the help of two priests to save her daughter. Okay, now on the uh, fifth try of this podcast today. <laughs> Literally. So we'll start talking about the movie. We'll start off with some scenes that we like, which there are a lot of scenes in this movie that i really did like as you like to say the aesthetic definitely um the vibes but coming from the aesthetic part right in the beginning there's a beautiful shot of landscape sunsets ruins the arabic memorials and stuff like that like that gorgeous all that is just a beautiful scenery gorgeous and it's kind of a cool scene to see like that side of it before it gets into the ugliness of the movie the you house know? was really pretty too oh yeah oh my god but this this is a gruesome movie yeah for sure <laughs> an unsettling movie for sure it's a good movie obviously just very very unsettling and heavy um going right into the next one there's always a heavy sense of mystery in this movie i think because no matter what scene you're in you don't you don't quite understand what's going on you know it's like introducing you to characters and their lives and whatnot but it still has that sense of mystery like you need to be figuring something out like you're not gonna know every answer yeah like the whole beginning yeah like the whole the whole I beginning is yeah, like a whole lost me mystery into these people's lives and i mean it's a normal folk like focus on that normal life they they really want you to understand that these people have a normal life before awful things happen to them a really good life yeah right before shit happens the shit hits the, the fan sh the shit goes down but right in the right in the beginning there is that famous theme song you know the piano right towards the beginning like mm -hmm. when you when you first see uh chris and reagan everyone knows that theme song it's like one of the it's like the michael myers song yeah you know, you know michael myers you know elm street you know friday 13th exorcist even the poltergeist one everyone knows so we get an idea of where that theme song came from not that we didn't know but like we get a look into that famous theme there's also a big priest focus in this obviously this is has to do with an exorcism all about like the priest trying to get the demon to leave reagan's body and everything but there's a big focus on the priest's life like trying to get you into his background, get you to feel for him when he goes and visits his mother, taking care of his mother and stuff, but also showing like he's not a perfect priest either. Yeah, I didn't realize it was so heavily focused on all that. It, it's kind of like foreshadowing why the demon later in the movie takes him so easily mm -hmm. because he's not a perfect priest. He's not even a perfect, perfect person. No one is, of course, but Period. like, um, he, he drinks, he smokes. Uh, I, I think I heard him swear a few times in the movie and he's not a perfect Nothing person. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing, Nothing wrong, with, wrong that. with that. I just mean like, that's, that's a big no, no for in the church for yeah. priests to do all that stuff. Yeah. That's a big no, no. So it shows that kind of impurity within him that everyone has you know no priest is perfect and and uh that kind of shows why later in the movie the demon takes him instead mm -hmm. of killing him 
straight out like he did with Marin. The demon just straight up killed Marin because he wasn't being let into his body. He seemed to be, from what you can tell through the context of the movie, he seemed to be the better priest, more following his yeah. virtues in the church and stuff. And of course, there's that normal buildup of a loving family them all joking around chasing each other around having dinner cooking cleaning and all that other that, stuff that was cute to see i thought they were a cute mom and daughter duo i thought yeah. they the little girl is super cute too yeah she's really really cool really a great actress in this movie too did, she did you look up how old she was at the time wasn't yeah. she actually 14 i have no idea that's why i asked oh i thought that i think it said that she was actually 14 in the movie let me jujul it. Okay, you jujul it. I like the start of the possession, showing her being possessed. Um, there's the little bed shaking and, you know, kind of like a uh, switch in personality for her. There's She's starting to swear. She's starting to be mean, uh, angry, and it shows like a completely 180 flip of the character. And her mom mentions that at one point, too. I like that they showed that gradual process not so much all of a sudden one day she was possessed and turned into demon reagan you know so in the movie she was 12 but in real life she was 14 okay i thought she was near the movie age i thought she was actually 14 in the movie and mm -mm. she was 14 in real life i think life, she but... says it in the movie that she's 12 i think i remember saying that i don't remember she told somebody she's 12 either way they did cast pretty perfectly for her she was very good in this movie the next scene is that piano scene where they're all singing around the piano and you want to talk about this one <laughs> i know you like this scene a lot i think it's funny it reminds me of the scary movie version where she just starts pissing on the carpet <laughs> but in the scary movie she brenda comes <laughs> over with a shoe and, or a newspaper or something and starts uh -huh. baiting her like a dog <laughs> so anytime i see that scene i can't really see it any other way yeah but in the scary movie version her mom gets a lot angrier but in this in the real movie she she didn't get that angry and i she gave her a nice sponge bath yeah well she knew she was sick yeah in the movie but and everybody that, looked at her her daughter and they were like um this is awkward she's just, just peeing on the carpet does she just do this around this house just <laughs> no, pee uh, anywhere it it's a callback to that normal loving family they showed you earlier this is the beginning process of the the possession but like she still loves her daughter even though she's sick and doing things that are completely avoidable to be yes. honest i think they jumped to her being possessed a little too fast because i don't know if you notice one scene she was like completely fine and then in the doctor's office she was like a whole different person like yeah. i don't think they had a gradual build-up i think they just went from zero to 100 real quick okay yeah i see what you're saying i meant more so like once she already got to that 100 it was slowly progressing worse <laughs> yeah because yeah. she wasn't I like when she saying. got to that 100 she didn't go straight into floating off the bed form of reagan yeah I just think they didn't show it very like yeah, she started to like be she was mean. fine and then she was like talking to the doctor like i'll do it myself i was like oh okay all right, all right. 
calm down. down. <laughs> Chill. The next scene, the bouncing bed, where she's on the bed and it's just bouncing yeah. and rocking her around. And that was immediately after she gave her the sponge bath. And she, Chris, jumps on the bed. With her, yeah. With her to try and stop the bed from bouncing. That That's honestly a... would be pretty terrifying if I was in that position, just seeing a... Like, how do you explain that? Yeah, you don't. I mean, the doctors try to explain it from like a rational, I guess point of view but like yeah but they didn't see they didn't see the it that was way higher Sorry. than any muscle spasm you know could get that wasn't a muscle spasm <laughs> even though they thought it was definitely a muscle spasm for sure doc and i have written here that i like that this whole like scenario happening is a like play and wearing down of everyone's uh psychology you know their um their mind is kind of being manipulated here the mom yeah. starts to go crazy the daughter starts to go crazy you know what i mean like oh, everyone yeah. seems to be almost I, like if being I was tortured the mom, i'd be losing my mind too i couldn't even imagine oh absolutely but it just seems like um they have a good um tearing down of their mind a little yes, bit of their psyche of their psyche exactly that would destroy me too and immediately after that is her crab walking down the stairs that was okay so i know this a lot of this was supposed to be like scary but that kind of made me giggle yeah it looks kind it, of funny. it is it does look kind of funny that wasn't even supposed to be in the movie originally mm -hmm. because the little trivia here the woman that they got to do that scene because a 12 year old girl can't do that no nah. uh they got like an expert like uh acrobatic woman yeah gymnast gymnast uh professional gymnast to do this scene and it was her being supported by wires and a harness you know what i mean uh-huh yep and sh they just dangled her over the steps and she just pretended like she was crawling but it, the reason it wasn't supposed to be in the movie originally was because it didn't look real it looked like she was literally floating over the stairs and they didn't in, in 1973 they didn't have a way to get rid of the wires that was holding her so it didn't even come into the movie, I think, until the 90s or early 2000s, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, so that version that we watched yeah we watched th this movie together sort of i watched it the other day and i was gonna give her my voodoo password so she could watch it wh while i still had it rented so we didn't both rent the same movie but um she didn't have time to watch it so we just watched it on the couch even though i already seen it but uh the move the version that we watched was the uh, i forget what they called it but it was basically like uncut unrated version on voodoo right on voodoo yeah so it was like it was called like the version you've never seen seen cut or something like that i forget what it was called you've never seen this before yeah kind of and that's one that's one of the parts is her crawling down the stairs wasn't even in the original 73 version they weren't able to cut out the wires that you, you would have just seen them in the movie um the head turning yeah how the hell did they do that very well for a 70s horror movie you know honestly i wish i could just do it one time get a good neck crack in oh yeah that would feel wonderful oh yeah but being possessed isn't really worth that neck crack mm. 
<laughs> not for me at least i don't i don't want to be bounced off the bed like i'm headbanging and for a nice neck cracking yeah and that's not that's okay. not me sorry whatever but, no fun <laughs> that seems like a very good pro, uh animatronic use uh -huh. for 70s yeah it, it was done really well the makeup was really well mm -hmm. she her contact even though she probably couldn't see very well out of them were very good the makeup was really good i agree and this head turning thing and the way they did it you could kind of see that her legs were fake you know you could kind of tell her legs were fake and then she turned her head right i don't know how they did it exactly but it was obviously some sort of animatronic thing and then the scene where you just see her from head up talking like in the backwards and the way they did her hair and the way they shot it it made it seem like she was still with her head turned around it was it was a really good shot to see that her head was turned that way and they really made it seem like you know they were trying to keep the continuity going it was very disturbing very disturbing i <laughs> i like when i mean i don't like it but when the priest starts just punching her in the face all the way like how did end. you not do this sooner you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. like i probably would be doing that way before it got to that point. well yeah but he he had but that's why i'm not a limit. priest i guess yeah i guess so but he had hit his limit at that point Marin was yeah. helping him i don't have that kind collected. of patience <laughs> yeah i don't either i would have got mad a long time ago too but it takes us into the next scene the priest meeting reagan and gets vomit on his face looks like slime from nickelodeon it really does but disgusting it's disgusting you want to know something i though? would vomit what some trivia for that scene too is that the vomit uh cannon i guess you could call it vomit cannon. <laughs> yeah it uh misfired it was supposed to hit him in the chest oh no but it shot him in the face so that disgust and anger that's on his face in the movie is genuine because he was actually really mad that that happened and then it had to cut right there because he apparently started yelling at the director and stuff right after that because it's it got in his mouth it got in his eyes and his nose understandably he was angry yeah I would. but that pissed. was a genuine look on his face Oh, I probably would have threw up. Me too. That, there's no way that Ooh, tasted good. It wonder probably what it was. It probably tasted like slime. Like it looked those. like snot. It just looked like yeah. a big snot rocket. Honestly, it might have been the same slime as Nickelodeon for all we know. I could have taken it from there. Yeah. They're like, hey, we need some of that. <laughs> we need some Should of that. a movie. Can we get some? Or they just asked how they got it or made it or Where whatever. Where do you get your slime from? Who's your slime dealer? <laughs> Who's your slime guy? Who's your slime guy? <laughs> <laughs> um, that proof of possession scene where he's talking to her and talking to the demon and he's recording it. And he starts hearing, you know, her speaking tongues and languages that no 12-year-old girl would know. Uh-huh. That's pretty creepy. It is pretty creepy. I agree. I don't know what I would do if I was in that situation. See, first of all, I wouldn't be in that situation. No, me either. But. Fuck that. But it's still a point if you were put in that situation, you kind of have to think of it like, what do I do? What's the next step here? Like, this is absolute proof of a possession what do you want me to do <laughs> where do i go from here i would just start freaking out oh yeah screaming <laughs> i'd be like get out of here do you pay the rent no you pay bills here get out you can live here if you pay bills you want to you pick up a bill <laughs> stay <laughs> you can stay if you want this is also the next where they're talking about having a professional in exorcism come in and do the exorcism and father Karis, i believe is 
name was? Was it Karis or Karen? No, Karis. Damien. Dimmy. Dimmy. Um, Father Karis, I believe his name was, he can assist. And we're going into meeting, or having Marin come meet the house and everything. There's the famous picture that was used on posters on the dvd cover the vhs cover and when we rented the movie it was the picture showing for the the exorcist was when he gets out of the taxi and he's standing in the light looking up in the house and you just see his silhouette mm-hmm. that was that's such a great shot it, it shows the eerie sense of what's going on in that house and it kind of shows like how he's just coming in as a nobody knowing nothing about what's going on other oh, yeah, than the fact that other than the fact of that there needs to be an exorcism done he didn't know who it was really he didn't uh know any of the history or the background he didn't even want to know the background you know so he was just it showed him all in black like he was an outsider to this creepy environment of what's happening i think i'd be the same way i'd yeah. be like i don't want to know don't tell me i'm just gonna get in there and do it <laughs> just don't bother me don't even say anything and then it takes us right into the exorcism beginning it's very unsettling everything yeah. that's going on mm-hmm because uh actually we might have passed it up i think i might have forgot it to write it down but the cross scene which one where she finds it no oh my god that one yeah everyone that knows which rough. one we're talking about that that's rough. a rough i didn't I, I mean i've only seen parts of the movie so when i saw that i was like oh <laughs> it's unsettling and rough Ouchie. it's a rough movie and yeah it's an ouchy movie um Oy. that actually that scene in the movie was actually like watered down compared to the book oh wow like it was much much worse than the book oh, i just goodness. read that somewhere that it was it was way worse than the book i didn't actually read the book for this one but uh there's the, the famous line that is in a scary movie as well do you want to say it no, say no. it go ahead no 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 <laughs> nope. for uh you might want to skip ahead about 15 seconds for anyone that doesn't want to hear some swear words starting now your mother sucks cocks in hell <laughs> that that's scene, so fucked that's such a no, that's messed, so up. messed up and that's <laughs> like it is mom's like dead like you're and i think he yelled shut up yeah that no not at that time no that he, he said part. it later yeah a little bit later i would have told her to shut up too but like that's such an unsettling thing for a demon to say to you especially something like, like his why mom would you, i'd literally be like why are you bringing my mom into it yeah why did what does she have to do insult with your, me yeah insult I'm me here. <laughs> i'm the one that's still alive Leave her alone. um yeah that that line's in uh scary movie as well and it's actually kind of funnier in that in that movie but because it's supposed to be serious it's supposed to be yeah so that line in scary movie is supposed to be funny and it is funny but in exorcist it's really disturbing and unsettling especially hearing your 12 year old daughter say that yeah for, imagine how chris was feeling listening to her daughter speak and act like this i can see why she was driven nuts that's for sure oh yeah for sure and you know it, it's a very long process of the exorcism it's playing a lot on the minds of the priests on the mind of uh reagan and chris and you can kind of tell at which point father Karras knows that he has to kind of do what is necessary you kind of see that look on his face that he's like well if this is the way i'm gonna go out i'm gonna go out fighting and then he walks up the stairs really slowly yeah uh, she asked him 
uh, is my daughter gonna die and he looks at her and he said no well he said no she said is she gonna die and is it over she has two questions yeah and he said no yeah so he walks slowly up the stairs because he realizes that he's gonna do anything to save this girl and it's just kind of like a, a whirlwind ending that i have written down here next because you go from this incredibly terrifying scene and all this incredibly scary stuff happening her head turning around her floating off the bed screaming at them saying insults and all this other stuff and all these horrible things are happening and then all of a sudden he sacrifices himself says come into me take me and you see for a split second um he's trying to take over the priest you see his face come uh -huh. out but he fights against it and jumps out and the jumps out the window and uh the other priest comes and says the last rites and i think that was his good friend too they, yeah he was they were good friends throughout the whole movie kind and of then, a bummer that both the priests died yeah kind of a bummer because i liked Marin and uh i liked father Karras. he was a good dude you know he was very nice it just sucks that i mean in the end you know the girl's okay and the mom's okay but two people well was it two people that died three technically bert oh, the yep, director yep, he died too and it sucks i mean the girl's fine the family's fine but three lives were spent to get to it what was the point of the lieutenant the detective yeah he was trying to figure out who killed burke but i guess like see i don't think he had a very like important role i think they're like yeah this possessed girl's just killing people and he's like eh, okay i mean he did get the answer towards the end yeah but uh i'll start i'll skip the trivia for one second and just tell what we liked and disliked about the movie okay i liked the fear i liked the feeling of unease the whole movie i liked the disturbing feeling i got from the movie and everything i like how i felt watching this movie i was very disturbed and uneasy and there was a fear the whole movie you know it wasn't just like jump scares or anything like there was legitimate terrifying things happening and it was uh preceding that like there was like a glimpse of chris's face right before she crab walked down the stairs and there was like a lot of things going on to make you feel that unease and fear i like the actress for reagan i thought she was excellent even being 12 years old 14. she or yeah 14 i meant uh she was very very good in this movie oh the feeling of dread i put that a little lower than uh the fear but uh, the feeling of dread the whole movie just kept me in this state of being scared and feeling bad for the family the whole movie something that i didn't like yeah the detective kind of seemed like an unimportant role didn't seem like it his role mattered much to the movie but i didn't like how there's like a slow start in the beginning it kind of started really slow yeah the very now, beginning yeah yeah now i i don't hate you know the beginning or anything or i don't hate this movie at all you know but i feel like it kind of had a slow start in the beginning what did you like about the movie um i like well it's a classic so you know of course but i liked how um there were some parts that made me put my hand in my mouth and i know when i do that that i'm like oh shit yeah you know what i mean I, I like that i appreciate that the aesthetic the aesthetic obviously um i like how the mom was like a successful single woman well she was married was she married yeah where was her husband in rome doing what uh i forget what his job was but he was working technically she but was she was by her herself own. she was on her she own she was yeah. doing the thing but yeah yeah she yeah. was married he had she had a father and everything oh i thought they were separated my bad no she um, wore a wedding ring the whole movie oh shit 
Well, I still liked her. She was uh Yeah, she was she did boss lady. Boss lady boss lady by herself. Yeah, exactly. I didn't really like the flow of the movie. You know what I'm saying? Kind of rushed in parts and yeah, slow. Yeah, it just didn't flow very well. But I mean, that doesn't change much. But I was just like, oh, like when it was over, I was like, oh, okay, that was yeah, it. Okay. It just kind of ended abruptly. Yeah, kind I was just of like, too. all right, I probably won't go out of my way to watch it again. But if it's on, I'll be like, ah, okay, it's The Exorcist. Um, the beginning, I kind of get why they put that in there because the statue was later on, like in front of her steps. Do you remember that? Uh-huh. But who put it there? And oh why? no, that was that was just one of Reagan's clay things oh she made it yeah she made that so now how how did where did this demon come from how does it connect with um the beginning well, like i don't get it remember in the beginning when Marin was in yeah the yeah ruins I remember all that. and everything yeah. and then there was that giant statue yeah well that was the same demon that possessed reagan okay but how did it where did it come from what like he was all the way in another country did he bring it back with him or was there a connection there like what's the what's the connection you see what i'm doing with my fingers the demon's name is pazuzu okay and when reagan found that ouija board oh yes i forgot about that ouija board she thought it was captain uh captain howdy yeah i think it was captain howdy something like that. so pazuzu was pretending to be this captain howdy to you know because there's always that um myth that ouija boards are like oh well it might not be a myth for all i'm not touching a ouija board i'm not touching one either but it um says if you use a ouija board and you don't know how to use it properly and you don't say like thank you yeah or something at the end goodbye it i goodbye i noticed she didn't say goodbye to it and i was like "Mm, okay it's coming together now that opens a portal for the demon to come through that makes sense so that's kind of the connection wasn't explained obviously but it was kind of i forgot about the ouija board yeah totally forgot about it anything else you got did you notice when he's in the subway and that guy's on the ground and asks for something what did he ask for to help out an old altar boy yes yeah she said that yeah you, reagan did, you did later that? yeah yeah can you help out a poor altar boy yeah yep so i wonder if she said that because he didn't help or that's one thing if yeah, that was it's another demon on his guilt. That, yeah okay yeah that's it was kind of weighing on his guilt there yeah i was like oh did you hear what she said well i got some trivia here I think you'll like the second one, especially. So my first one, shots of the white face that you see all around the movie. Yes, I noticed that. Yep. That was Reagan's rejected makeup. So that was the different versions of her face that they were going to go with that they said no to. But they thought that they were too scary to keep out of the movie entirely. So they put in quick glimpses of that face of her makeup. Yeah, I was wondering what that was. That was also the demon face, of course. Uh Uh-huh. But... Those were rejected makeup tests. So, for my second trivia that you'll like, Jack Nicholson was up for the part of Father Karras, mm. but director thought that he was too unholy to play a priest. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so he's like, you're not holy enough to play a priest, Period. but you're a good actor. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, the Exorcist is the highest grossing movie for Warner Brothers when adjusted for inflation. It is also the highest grossing R-rated movie of all time. Is it Warner Bros? Yeah. They were they were in the movie as well. 
like when she was shooting for that movie and yeah that's yeah. why that's okay, why they that were able sense. to use it yep here's some more um obscure little facts about like the set and whatnot so when the exorcist came out in 1973 in the theater some banned the the, the movie because it they thought it was glorifying satan and others thought that it was too much for people to watch but the places that played the theater the i can't remember if it was the theaters or the production company actually set up rides to take people from cities to other cities that were showing the movie so they would go see it oh wow also at the theaters tons of paramedics were called from people passing out and uh going crazy and stuff what yeah from people being in hysterics because of how sounds like uh people at a michael jackson concert yeah pretty much but like they were people were going hysterical and passing out due to how like gruesome some of that <gasps> st stuff was in 1973 that wasn't I really seen all lot. that much in the mental hospital when he went to visit his mother mm -hmm. those were real mental patients oh wow yeah did they get did they get paid i'm sure they did but like those were actual real patients going in there Damn. i said the puke misfire one so you noticed how their breath was in a lot of the movie right it was because it was cold in yeah. the room and stuff yeah. the way they actually did that was they actually built the set inside of a refrigerator so like one of the industrial size ones for like sheets and stuff like yeah. coolers and like, whatnot like the beer caves yeah like beer caves and stuff they actually built the set in there of the bedroom to get that correct sense of their and the actress for reagan is actually to this day says that she can't stand to be cold anymore because she was just wearing a flimsy nightgown oh my god i would freeze my little tootsies off she cannot stand being cold now to this day period and the last trivia that i have is that neck snapping sound that you hear mm -hmm. like when she turns her head around was an old cracked leather wallet oh. with cards in it so they just made the sound that of them opening the wallet. Yeah. It was an old cracked leather wallet. And it was just making that neck snapping sounds. Interesting. Yeah. Very cool. So what would you rate this movie? Uh, like a six. Six, really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. You don't know? You don't it have wasn't a reason? My, it wasn't my, like, I mean, I, I thought she was creepy. She's definitely a creepy character. But. You did say earlier you wouldn't go out of your way to watch yeah, it again. Yeah, I wouldn't. I'm not gonna be like, ah, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch The Exorcist tonight. Mm -mm -mm. But it's not bad. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm gonna give it a six. I'm gonna give it a seven point eight. And my reason being that it's not higher is that because it's kind of a slow start. And like you were saying earlier, it's like slow in areas and really fast and in areas. Jumps. Yeah. So it, there's kind of a flow issue in the movie. But it is a classic. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's really good. But it, it could have been a little bit better. But the reason I have it a little higher than you do for me is because of the prosthetic work okay I get um it. the makeup the reagan reagan's actress um you know the the way that the movie was done in itself is really really well done there was just a few things that could have been a little bit slower could have been a little bit faster yeah but all in all it is a good movie and it is a very good scary movie too yeah so do you have anything you want to add i think that's all from me okay well that is our discussion on the exorcist for this week and our next episode is going to be halloween with a little bit john carpenter's halloween with a little halloween special thriller we gotta talk, gonna about, talk thriller. about thriller of course it's a halloween classic everyone we listens to that to. song on halloween so we're gonna we're gonna talk about the thriller mini movie the 13 minute music yep, video period 
<laughs> okay, so that's all this week. We'll talk to you next week when we talk about Halloween. Thank you. Catch you later.